Welcome back to Retail Boss Radio, where we keep you up to date with the latest retail news and tips and tricks to help you grow your business. Earlier in one of our podcasts, we had talked already about the rental market for clothing and talking about how there's this more shared economy that is going to be continuing into the future and also that within the next 10 years that we're going to see um, the resale and pre-loved clothing market uh, boom and actually surpass the fast fashion market. So what did I want to talk about today? To jump on that, a recent article came out by Vogue. Vogue uh, was here talking about a couple new brands and the initiatives that they are putting in in store to help with this sustainability concept as well as this swap and pre-loved craving that is happening from a lot of consumers, especially the Generation Z, on um, becoming more sustainable brands. So I wanted to just highlight a couple companies that were mentioned in the article to also maybe give you guys some ideas on what you can incorporate in your retail stores or with your fashion labels moving forward. So based on this article, it uh, also said that it's best to use the term pre-loved instead of reworn. So just moving forward for your uh, personal campaigns, that might be something you want to make sure if you do start opting into more of these um, strategies to use term the term pre-loved instead of pre-worn. So the first company I wanted to highlight is And Other Stories. Okay, it's called And Other Stories is asking customers to bring in their old garments in exchange for credit in a hope that they might have a second life to a new wearer who comes in the store. In the same um, avenue, we also have number two for Fetch.com, who has partnered with a charitable resale site, Thrift Plus, to encourage its shoppers to donate old clothes in exchange for a discount on future Farfetch.com purchases. Um, the next brand I have, I haven't heard of before. It is a London flagship, so it is pretty new. It's called Self Ridges and, um, it has partnered with peer-to-peer resale app Depop. Um, and if it's vintage Burberry or after, it may be worth, uh, soaring the real real. Okay, so right now I just have this article open. It didn't really say too much about the self-fridges. Um, I'll have to look more into that. Uh, but Burberry also has the real real. We already know about the real real. Um, but it has recently turned up with a heritage brand to encourage owners to list their secondhand items from the label on their site. Okay, so just moving into that, we also have, um, this was one that I thought was probably my most favorite of the brand strategies. It's a company called Toast, which is a British label whose high quality, timeless designs have brought it a fiercely loyal customer base. Um, It's also experimenting seriously with clothes swapping. Okay, so not um, providing credit, but actually swapping um, an item for an item. Uh, launching at three of its UK stores this month, the, uh, the strategy is coined uh, Toast Circle, invites customers to bring in up to five old toast garments for which they received a token for either under 
199 pounds or over 200 pounds um, that can then be used to purchase other secondhand items. So, and then they also um, ask participants to tag their items with a description of how they themselves have worn and embraced the brand and celebrate those stories that the, about the clothing that the women once worn. So I thought this one was pretty interesting. It seemed like they're really focusing on their customer base and creating an actual culture around um, this whole swapping and um, re reuse and pre-loved market opposed to the other ones I had mentioned before when it comes to, you know, far-fetch um, other stories. I didn't really uh, feel like it was too organic while reading this when you're talking more about credit. Um, this Toast company seems like they really, this is really in the core of what they're doing to bring a sense of community to the type of shoppers who actually uh, like to do this. Um, so I just want you guys to understand that to maybe keep that in mind, if you are looking to also incorporate um, having some kind of um, credit program or resale program, make sure that you're that it's actually um, ingrained in the actual brand. So make sure it's not just an afterthought with um, coming up with, oh, let's just add this to appease people, but make sure you're making it kind of the core of what you're doing from the get-go. So maybe um, make sure it doesn't seem like you're just trying to hop on a trend. Um, when it comes to these uh, new labels, I definitely think that this is where the market is headed. I do believe the best strategy is definitely in um providing more of um i i do think uh providing um products is where it is at and i say that because when it comes to um matte cosmetics they have been doing this for quite a while i believe their program is you bring in eight um empty containers it could be anything could be empty lip gloss lipstick um any kind of cosmetic items, and then you can get a free lipstick um, after that. So I do like the idea of getting something. Um, when it comes to credit, I would have to see that model play out a bit more and see how customers react to more of a credit. Because um, I just, when it comes to gamification and gamification when it comes to customers as a reward for something that you've done. So if you bring in five items, a customer usually wants to be rewarded with something right then and there. So even if there was a credit provided, I think there also needs to be something that's given at that time to continue to encourage the person to do this. Um, it's just positive reinforcement. Yeah, if you brought in five and you get like a $50 credit, it's still um, like you're expected to buy another item. And I'm not sure if that is really sustainable. If we think about it, I'm going to bring in five new things just to buy to get credit to buy something else. I would gear more to if this is something that a company is looking to do more sustainably just from my background and how consumers 
think, you know, a rational individual, is it really sustainable to say, hey, bring us five things and we'll give you money to buy another thing? Or maybe um, do something where, okay, you bring in five things and you get a product. And maybe that product is more of a swap. So maybe it's from those five products that other people have brought in. Now you can go into another area and you can pick one item from whatever other people brought. And I think that is more of a sustainable model than simply saying, hey, buy, bring five things and now buy something new. So please keep that in mind. I'm really more for this kind of bring items in and swap it than bring things in and buy it. But that's just me. Uh, so I hope that helps you guys with where you guys should be headed in the future, understanding trends, understanding how to incorporate um, certain expectations because things that are trends, but something like this, it might become an expectation, just like you would think, you know, the anti-fur was a trend. I know back then people were like, oh yeah, this will blow over. Oh yeah, it's just a small amount of people, but that trend became the norm and then that norm became an expectation of brands so it's expected for it to be cruelty free it's expected that you're um, not using real fur that this is a fake fur product that i'm picking up so i hope that helps you and stay tuned for the next podcast